Well, I've got to go, you know, teach your students. <laughs> That's true. For you. But. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 34, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. On this week's episode, we talk about differential equations, stormtroopers, the best restaurants in a mall, but most importantly, we come up with the idea for the perfect Slurpee franchise. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that comes to you from a secret location in the Las Vegas Valley area. You know, I should really have something else to go with that. I really it, it needs some other punch, but I just I just don't get it, oh, and uh, and I don't think I ever will because I'm really not that good at this. <laughs> and so I got a, got two guests with me. It's gonna be a you know a nice nice small intimate podcast today. A lot of a lot of sharing of our feelings and cuddling. As and, was the intention. Oh yes. yeah, of course. And that voice you heard is I'm sure you recognize because he is everyone's favorite. Combinations and Permutations guest. That is the One Man Show. Yeah. The man yeah, himself, yeah. the human beatbox, the still wearing shorts even though it's cold outside, Juan <laughs> Mariscal. That is true. I didn't even realize I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> it's a the, weekend. You I would, you'd think I'd be walking around the boulevard with pants. No? <laughs> did, did I still get your name right? Uh, have I... Yeah, you got it. Yeah, man, I'm you're so probably the only one in Vegas that is getting it correct. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I guarantee excited. Like, I, well, I mean, I practiced so long that one day. Like, I mean, good 40, 50 like hours that week. <laughs> I just sat, sat there with that with the yeah. tape of you you saying your yeah. name and just repeating it over and over yeah, and over. Like, again. And you got those flashcards that I made you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those over. are those are fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done without those. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna need those. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I even with practice, I don't think I could say it. Right. <laughs> and and that voice is one that uh you know very faithful combinations and permutations listeners should recognize. Uh but he hasn't been on for quite a long time. It was uh, sometime during the summer, I believe. And uh, that was the, also the only one that he had been on. Uh, but not only is he a brilliant mathematician and fantastic beardsman. Really really fantastic beardsman. Man has a I can attest to that. Beard put lumberjacks to shame. And it's probably also why he's wearing a flannel shirt. Uh, <laughs> so am I. You know? Oh, just now. I was in, was I, yeah, I think I was introducing somebody. Okay. So, fantastic beardsman, really talented mathematician. Oh, yeah, the other, the most important thing. An actual fan of the podcast who listens to the episodes. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's, he's stepping one up on the one-man show. He might now become my favorite. <laughs> that is Mr... Cody Palmer. And I actually listen to the episodes whether I want to or not. <laughs> and, and why is that exactly? Well, it's my demon-possessed iPod. Let's hear the, this. The, uh, one morning I, I plugged it in, synced it up, and seriously, no joke, on the computer, it looked like everything synced into my iPod just fine. I've got a, a significant library of music. I get, I get on, I ride the bus. So I get on the bus. I go to turn on some music. 
and all that's on there is combinations and permutations. That's it. Nothing else. That's because we are the ultimate in MP3 awesomeness here at Combinations and Permutations. And I think even my inanimate solid state MP3 player recognized this. Yeah, and but see the see the thing is is like when I wrote that script that's supposed to do this, it's also supposed to automatically download from the internet all of the episodes of strongly connected components and also put those on your right. on your on your iPod because, and erase everything else yeah. on the iPod. No, it, it it's only it only allows things where the uh, the author of the of the MP3 is uh, listed as Samuel Hansen. <laughs> so if I mean if I ever you know get my music career off uh, off the you know not actually starting point that I'm I'm at because I don't have a music career and I don't really plan on having one but if I did you would also be able to put those on hmm. <laughs> perfect that way that I think that would really complete my music <laughs> library combinations permutations strongly connected components and Samuel Hansen sings the blues. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's that's all I'm gonna do for that one. I, I thought I might be able to spin that off into a larger gag, but no, a little too risky. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. blues are kind of a hard thing to laugh about. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I had no problem, you know, laughing about. Laughing Maybe about a good Muddy Waters impression would be. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's Robert Johnson stuff is pretty funny. Hellhound on my trail, you know, <laughs> and going down a what was the a, the crossroads, you know, where he sold his soul to the devil for his ability to play fantastic music. Oh, that was that was a good one. Yeah, I, I do. Okay, what is is this a math? Are, are we a blues podcast now? Okay, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is just going to be about music today, boys and girls. Okay, so uh, here at Combinations and Permutations, for those of you who are you know just listening, perhaps. Just found out about us from uh, the Carnival of Math, uh, where AcmeScience.com, which is, of course, the uh, website where all of our blogs and everything are hosted these days. And also, you know, a bunch of interesting, you know, posts about other things that, you know, are pretty cool uh, was linked to on the Carnival of Mathematics this month. Uh, I believe it was the author of Some Idiot, who is, I believe it's someidiot.wordpress.com, <laughs> is that it's Sigma. You know, Sigma idiot. So, you know, some. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also twitter.com slash S U M I D I O T. Fantastic Twitter feed. I really like reading his stuff. Talks a lot about running. Makes me feel slightly <laughs> bad about myself because I don't do running. But he, he linked to us on the Carnival of Mathematics. So, if you found us through there, that's awesome. You know, uh, maybe you could be the first person other than me. Oh, no, no. We did finally have a person post on our forum. Uh, ah. Other than me, for the first time, is I was really excited to find that out uh, today when I looked. Uh, you could be the second person, perhaps. Uh, you could comment <laughs> on anything at Acme Science. Like, I'm send me an email. You know, I'll give my email out later on. I don't want to plug everything right away, uh, <laughs> like I usually do. You know, the 50 times I plug things. So here at Combinations Permutations, as as going into explaining what we do. Uh, well, I'm I'm really just not able to keep on track. We choose a <laughs> mathematical topic. Every every week or so, it's been not quite every week recently because of timing issues, and this one probably won't come out for two weeks from now because I'm trying to stretch them out over winter break. Um, we take a mathematical topic and you know we just kind of uh, not really talk about it. So our <laughs> our ostensible topic this week is uh, probably the the area of math right now that is getting. At least the most funding, if not the most research, actually being done in it. And that would be differential equations. 
Yep, that's they're good for anything, anything, tumors, or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hear that, everybody? Solution for tumors: differential equations. <laughs> I or did is, not or it's just know second that. a yeah. solution to a differential equation: a tumor. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> that was solve this. Get, get a tumor. A tumor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 that was one of the, my first experiences with differential equations. Was uh, reading on one of my professor professor's works was he had worked with uh, a doctor or a research uh, physician of some kind in modeling tumor growth with differential equations. Okay. And that just stuck with me for some reason. Okay. So uh, Cody here is obviously the one who you know knows a little bit more than we do. And to stop yes. me from just completely reading off the Wikipedia, as uh, we'll probably end up doing a little bit later on, I'm going to ask Cody for you know a definition of what a differential equation is. Well, a, uh, the technical definition of a differential equation is... Uh, an equation that involves a function uh, and its derivatives um, in some com- kind of combination. Uh, some kind being a linear combination or even the product of... Right, right. In, any kind yeah. you can think of, really. Uh, that's sort of the, the textbook definition. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to really describe without knowing if you don't know anything about calculus. But uh, it, let's, yeah. let's assume a basic level of calculus cage match knowledge. All right. Then, uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, rates of change of functions without actually knowing what the functions are. Okay, so I mean, that's, that's really the important thing here is that you, usually it's one of the derivatives that you have. Mm-hmm. But the function itself is unknown, and it's it, if I'm trying to remember back to my differential equations class, uh, it, the whole idea of most of it is to actually find the function from the differential. Correct? Right. That'll there'll be some uh, some relationship about the derivative, uh, either with respect to first derivatives, second derivatives, and the function itself. Some relationship will be given, hence the equation. And, uh, and then the, the, the idea is to find a function that satisfies that relationship. Okay, and uh, so, so let's, I'm going to try to tie all this, this basic definition together. So you have an unknown function, you have one of the derivatives of it, and the idea is to find the function, and when you do, you get a tumor. <laughs> um, distinct possibility, actually. When it's all said and done, it could it could result in. Uh... Okay, so why does anyone study this? It sounds like a pretty deadly area of mathematics to me. Well, I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. oh. Aside aside from modeling tumor growth, um, we can uh, uh, physicists use differential equations a lot in modeling (laughs) diffusion of heat through a substance, uh, waves on a string, those are some of the most most basic ones. Or uh, biologists will use it modeling populations, um, growth of populations, and then we were talking about before predator-prey systems. Yeah, predator-prey, specifically the Lacca-Volterra equations, which is the, you know, one area of differential equations I actually have, you know, a solid knowledge of. Yeah. Um, one one that I like that I I remember if I can remember correctly from my old differential equation days is when I'm sitting in traffic and I want to know okay how long is it gonna take me to get from here to you know over there and I know that uh, different differential equation model is the best function that can determine where how long it's gonna take me to get there just because the the traffic is modeled by the rate of change how fast cars are moving. Which I thought was really cool that that's the best way to model that that system. Um, 
trying to figure out that equation on the spot while you're in traffic. Not the most <laughs> realistic. <laughs> or safe, really. <laughs> well, it, oh, depend, yeah. it depends on where you're driving. If you're driving well, in, say, L.A. around 5.30 p.m., yeah. you're probably pretty safe. Uh, the only problem is that your your equation yeah. will probably end up telling you that it'll take you an infinite amount of time to traverse the next quarter of a mile. Well, yeah, I, I, w- I had to get out of the car and you know measure how how fast I was moving in a given amount of time, you know, which was hard to you know keep the car moving while I was out of it. Well, you know but, they have speedometers for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, to measure your, your speed while you're well, if you're if you're driving like um, Sam's cars, <laughs> my <maybe> speedometer <laughs> works. Just for everybody to know, I'm maybe the only. I don't know, but Sam's car is awesome. That's you're right. We did agree it is incredibly awesome. I believe Um, what you agreed on is that it's amazing that it still is in one piece. (laughs) So I wonder if we could, you know, differentially model the uh, rate of decay of my car. (laughs) Because I know rates of decay is one area that is. I mean, it, it was studied a lot more heavily, say around 1940. Uh, when we were first starting to understand, say, uh, atomic, you know, power atomic bombs and things like that, <coughs> without without differential equations, I don't know if we would have really been able to. Yeah, do I mean, that. I mean, it was a, it had been a relatively recent discovery uh, that what was happening was the uh, that the the minerals, these radioactive minerals, were actually shedding particles. It was only within the the, the previous half century that 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 had even been discovered. And then, uh, and so differential equations just they had the right equation to describe how these uh, uh, how these minerals decay down and they shed their particles and decay down into. Uh, I think let's see, uranium decays into lead eventually. Yeah, for example. So. Yeah, for example. Now there's uh, there's two basic types of differential equations, and uh, that would be ordinary and partial. Now. Uh, I've never done any work with, I mean, I've done some basic work with partial differentials, but I've never done a class or anything in them. So I'm, I'm kind of low on that. So I guess we can start uh, on ordinary. And the, the thing about ordinary is that when you have your, uh, your relation, your, you have your function or your derivative of your function, it's uh, one independent variable. I think I think that's mostly the important part there, right? So you so you're dealing with a regular derivative instead of right. you know when you start with multivariate functions, we're dealing in calculus. You do partial derivatives right. on them. Yeah, generally in ordinary differential equations, you're working in since you only have one independent variable, you're working in two dimensions. Generally, so you'll have a you'll be modeling a problem two dimension in in two dimensions. And there's there's an amazing amount of stuff that just that two-dimensional approach actually can do. Most population modeling is actually done, I believe, in ordinary differential world. Yeah. And uh, most examples that I know of um, in the real world are dealing with time, and that's the, that's the, what the, the, that's a variable that the function's uh, using. Uh, what are some good examples in real life that are taking mul- multiple variables? Uh, Fluid dynamics is one. Okay, that, that makes sense. And actually, if, if you're really good at partial differentials, uh, I suggest looking at the Navier-Stokes equations uh, because you actually find a solution to those. You get a million dollars because that's one of the Clay <laughs> Institute of Mathematics Millennium problems. Gee, I've never actually mm-hmm. seen those. Uh, well, I, uh, I of course, uh, figured that I would bring these up. And so <laughs> I had already opened the Wikipedia article. 
Uh, so now this is one where we actually have a little bit of uh, history behind. It's uh, named after Claude Louis Navier and uh, George Gabriel Stokes. Described the motion of fluid substances that is substances which can flow. Equation arise from applying the second law of fluid motion. From oh, Newton. Uh, man, that still hurts every time I have to say that. But I mean, it is a physics thing. Not no. math, and so I mean, we, we've already kind of forfeited <laughs> physics to them a little bit, I guess. Uh, it's uh, together with the assumption <laughs> that the fluid stress is the sum of diffusing viscous term proportional to the gradient of velocity plus a pressure term. I don't know what that means. I heard gradient in there. <laughs> <laughs> to the gradient of velocity. A Navier-Stokes okay. equations dictate not okay. position but velocity. Uh, solution of the equations is a velocity field or flow field. I'm actually trying to find the equations here a little bit. Oh, here they are. Uh, oh, Jesus, I don't know how I'm supposed to say this. It's uh, derivation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I still am not actually able to completely find this, nor can I actually read what these things say uh, because there's just a lot of extra. What's the upside down delta sign mean? Uh, that is that is the uh, gradient. 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 Okay. Gradient. So it's rho of the partial derivative of v with respect to t, and this is all still rho of. So it's rho mm -hmm. of the following: partial derivative of v with respect to t plus v times the gradient or dot products of the gradient of v. I don't know which one it is because these could be vectors. And so that's the end of rho of, and that's going to equal the negative gradient of p plus the gradient of script t plus F. V is velocity, <laughs> rho is fluid density, P is the pressure, script T is deviatoric stress tensor, and F represents body forces per unit volume. And actually, no, here the gradient symbol is the del operator. Uh, yeah, that's the... Uh, oh, is, is that just the uh, term? Yeah, the actual name of the symbol is del, and then del squared is the Laplacian operator. Yeah, so that is what the... Now you're so excited. That doesn't mean anything to me. What about so, you guys? What's, what is the question? Uh, the, the million uh, dollar I, question? I think, I think it's actually finding an analytic solution okay. to that partial differential equation. I can't really tell because this is not the best written uh, uh, Wikipedia article I've ever tried to randomly scan through. That might have been one of those that I edited. I apologize. <laughs> You know what? You know what, Juan Mancho, you are not you are not fulfilling your your typical role. Uh, so some exact solutions to the uh, equations exist. Examples of degenerate cases with nonlinear terms in the equations equal to zero are the Poisson flow, Coutet flow, and the auxiliary Stokes boundary layer. But also more interesting example solutions to the full nonlinear equations exist. For example, the Taylor Green vortex. Existence of these exact solutions does not imply that they're stable, though. Uh, turbulence uh, may develop at higher Reynolds numbers. I'm just <laughs> talking things that I have no understanding of anymore. This, you know, this is why I don't know much about partial differential because it's all physics. Well, I think I think one of the one of the things that they're pointing out there, and this is kind of a, a specific <laughs> case of the differences between ordinary and partial, is that in an ordinary differential equation, a lot of times we can find. Uh, a general solution to a to a given equation to a given 
differential equation. Whereas with a partial differential equation, we are almost never able to find a general solution. Well, isn't it true, though, that you can use some of the techniques of complex analysis, specifically the, uh, uh, what is it called, when you, you, know, you take one domain, you transform it into another? Conformal mapping? Yeah, conformal. Isn't it true that you can use conformal mapping <coughs> as a rather powerful tool to find exact solutions for partial differential equations? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, unfortunately, I only know that because I saw it in a book once. Uh, just the chapter name, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, because the professor I had for the first complex class that I ever took uh, did a lot with conformal mapping. So he told us just how strong it is and that if more people understood how to do strong conformal mapping, more exact solutions of partial differential equations would probably exist. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, think I, had, I think I had the same teacher when I took partial differential equations. and. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, for partial differential. Yeah. yeah, so he was probably obsessed with it in that, too. You know, we didn't actually even talk about it, which was unfortunate. I, I wish I'd have a sequence to that one. I'd love to take it from him again, but that is what it is. Okay, so uh, we're talking about things. We're just not quite getting into the meat of this. We need, we, need, we need something to get into the meat. Is there any way of just tying this together with meat? With meat? Yeah. Let's figure out some way of using differential equations to map meat. Well, uh, you, you could you could talk about uh, you could talk about you the uh, uh, use a differential equation to model the growth of a bacteria population on the surface of meat. But that's the last thing I want to talk about. I'm I was getting hungry, <laughs> but now I've lost my appetite. Well, actually, no, there there is a way. <laughs> I, I mean, population modeling is one thing, and we hinted a little bit before at predator prey modeling. Uh, which I believe I may have talked about on a previous podcast, but it was a long time ago, and we talked about modeling itself because it's the one modeling that I really know how to do. So I'm sure I brought it up then. But that definitely has something to do with meat. I mean, uh, oh yeah, because I, oh. I mean, it's the mapping of of how of how you know you know predators eat their prey and how it affects the populations, and it, it it's a, such a great example of a very basic, and it it really it it is not hard. It's uh, it's a it, lack of Volterra. It's a paired differential equations because you have both the predator uh, population and the prey population, and it's just dx dt equals x times alpha minus beta y, and dy dt equals negative y times gamma minus uh, delta x. And then, so I mean, those are not ones that hard. It's not hard to find the solutions to those. Actually, it's it's quite simple to find the solutions of those if you assume. Uh, that the variable that's in the wrong equation is more of a constant type thing. And you just take whatever it was at that value from the other equation and kind of idea, or it's the, you know, Y is the number of some predator, X is the number of some prey, T is time, uh, alpha, beta, gamma, and <coughs> delta are parameters uh, representing the interactions. And it, it's, it's not hard to do, and it's especially uh, easy to find the graphs of it. And a lot of times, uh, especially for population modeling, you want to look at the graphs of these, uh, of, of the you know, populations, of the solutions to the differential equations. And when you think of it, it's really easy to understand how predators and prey deal with one another. If you have a lot of prey, 
the predators are going to be able to eat really well and reproduce more. Mm-hmm. And so as prey as prey goes up and reaches a peak, the amount of predators will you know quickly spike after them. But when the predators start going up, then the amount of prey starts going down because mm-hmm. they no longer are able to feed so well. And then that starts going down. Then the then um, the predator amount falls down, yeah. and it's it's you know cyclic. It looks very similar to. Uh, a regular sine curve uh, graph, and then you immediately graph one that you phase shifted, uh, like a s- one sixth pi, pi over right. six. And so you know it's just two mm-hmm. things; they just mm-hmm. bounce up and down right after one another because as the predators go down, the amount of prey goes up. And so it's it's one that's I mean very trivial to understand just mentally, just thinking of it, and it's ones that aren't bad to actually do. And so it's really a, a good example of a differential equation for students, especially you know, say sophomore in college math students, because you can see it really clearly. And like, yeah. look at how powerful this actually is as a tool. And I don't think that we would actually be able to stress how powerful differential equations are considering that we wouldn't really have space flight. Uh, or I don't know what other things wouldn't we have without that? We wouldn't really understand uh, population properly. Uh, we wouldn't uh, be able to model, uh, as you said, like tumor growth and things like that, which we are now really good at without it. So what are other things mm-hmm. that that we've been able to do because uh, we now have a decent idea of what differential equations are? Well, you know, uh, Schrodinger's equation is a differential equation. I hate you. I, I don't actually know what it, in, in my own defense, I don't actually know what Schrodinger's equation does. I just know that's a differential equation and physicists love it. <laughs> that's because physicists are silly and i know that it relates to to well i won't say it but you know what it relates to quantum <laughs> just i don't know why i chose this topic because apparently the only thing it's going to do is get me worked up about these <laughs> topics that i hate so 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 much <laughs> so what what about you can you think of about you Juan quiet I, man just kind of popping in with a yeah well, uh-huh yeah besides any examples that I know off the top of my head I, I do not know but I'm just trying to think any equation that has um, that's modeling something in terms of its position and its velocity you know is definitely a um, a differential equation so think of anything that involves How about crime fighting I'm sure you could. Yeah, no, no, I'm. I'm. Like, I didn't oh, actually like just pull that. Oh, like prey kind well, of model. Well, no, that that would actually be more predator prey social network theory, not predator prey differential equations. That's uh, pathfinding. Uh, you'd be doing okay. predator prey pathfinding for that, uh, because population isn't going to shift. But you could actually try to apply it towards uh, what would happen if uh, you increase the number of police. Is that going to yeah. cause a, okay. you know, lowering the amount of of uh, Criminals, bad guys, bad guys, bad guys. I like bad guys more. I think we actually talked a little bit about that when my sister was on. Uh, It's it's called the broken window policy uh, in cities where they literally arrest anyone who does anything to the tiniest and breaking (laughs) a window. They toss them in jail. Uh, But there is there is a massive problem with that is that you uh, then have to worry about modeling the size of your prison population, especially if, say, Ah. this city is Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I didn't. That's right. Uh, but crime fight, it's, how about uh, ballistics in crime fighting? 
Uh, if you if you think about it, uh, think to like CSI, all the the NCIS, CSI, even Numbers, which is of course one where they talk directly about this. Uh, it, if you if you have a person who you know was standing in one spot and they got shot, you can use differential equations to model the trajectory of the bullet, given its yeah. given the wind and a bunch of other variables and the angle of entry into the body. Yeah, you can you can just you can just trace it backwards if you know some values. Uh, maybe if you can based on damage to the body, how fast it was going yeah. when it hit, uh, and then just plug that into a differential equation, and there you go. It gives yeah. you the the distance, angle, so on and so forth. Yeah. So don't shoot anybody. Oh, Juan, yeah. I saw that glint in your eye. Sure. You're trying to figure out how to how to how to change it, aren't you? Well, I was thinking that if I was going to shoot someone, I'd wait till they're, you know, falling out of a building and then <laughs> shoot them on their way down. You know, you know, try and find a ballistics for that CSI. But yeah, seems well, like- but if it was on the show Numbers, that, oh, yeah. that guy David Crumholtz, you know, the character he plays, he would totally figure it out. Be like, oh, yeah, that asshole. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well, just end. It traveled. The bullet traveled through the body into the to the side of the building. It, it impacted the building at this angle, going this speed given the crumble ratio of the of the bullet casing. Exactly, but it seems like in CSI they don't use these equations. All they do is all right. They this plug guy it got into shot. a computer. They randomly like yeah. hit keys on a computer, and it's like and a big like huge. It, or we can even pull this into bones. Yeah. Like a huge three-dimensional hologram comes yeah. up that immediately shows him exactly how it does. And somehow, just knowing the trajectory of the bullet gives you the face of the killer. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, n- not only the face. all You know, his entire life story. And, and probably <laughs> whether or not he has any tattoos, uh, yeah. birthmarks. His, his town of birth, yeah. his, his exact date, hour, second, yeah. and hospital of birth. Whether or not he, in, if he wasn't born in a hospital, whether or not he was born in a cornfield yeah. or a wheat field. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how much I mean, you can do with differential equations. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that program definitely modeled by differential equations. Yeah, but ones we really don't understand. So aliens, or whoever is giving all that tech to CSI in Las Vegas. That's right, they're here. So we really yeah. better watch out. No crimes for us. Oh, definitely not. Because we Unless understand if it's against these guys, you know, <laughs> killing these guys that are going to catch us. Right, right. And then no, I, because no. then the other people. Because it's not them that's any good. Remember, it's their magical computer program. Oh, yeah, well. I like so they'll the, just I like hire a new some credit. He's not on the show anymore. Oh, he isn't. He got, he got replaced by Lawrence Fishburne. Th- that's right. Yeah, but he's only because he's working rogue now. Oh, yeah, I mean, Morpheus, Morpheus is on there oh, now, shit. so we're really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I always wish. Speak, speaking about Morpheus, you know, if you've watched ever watched the Matrix movies closely, and you know, like in the second one, he does this thing with his arms where he gets them all the way behind his back and is like crossing them behind his back. Yeah. I can't do that. Hold on. Oh, which one is this? Yeah, that, he, Sam's got it. How can he do that? He's, he's not even it. that flexible of a... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I am a very <laughs> non-flexible person. Sam is officially more awesome than me. No, yeah. we already <laughs> knew that. <laughs> I'm the host of the podcast. Gotcha. Which Nathan wanted to punch me in the face every time we were recording last time. Because I kept on going into my used car salesman voice. So let's talk about differential equations. Ah, oh, damn it. I'm about to punch you in the face now. <laughs> yeah, Juan still can't whistle. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more. I, I let's, let's talk about uh, something a little bit more specific. Anybody know what Laplace, the Laplace equation is? 
it's like the most famous partial differential equation Well, ever. talk about it. Well, because obviously, the man who cannot whistle <laughs> doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Lovely. And no, I do not. <laughs> All right, where's that mute button? <laughs> let's, let's give this a try on, on your mic real quick. Ah, <sighs> oh, shit, he's muting me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I did not. I did not mute anybody. Okay, All so right. what's the Laplace equation? Uh, the, uh, well, if we're dealing with the Laplace pl- equation in uh, rectangular coordinates... It's the partial derivative of, we have a function, it's partial derivative of that function with respect to x, the second partial with respect to x, plus the second partial with respect to y, plus the second partial with respect to z, and so on and so forth, and however many dimensions you have. Oh, these are harmonic functions. Yes. I didn't, I didn't yes. actually know it's that. It's Laplacian. I, just, I, yeah. I never put two and two together here, actually. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's equations that are uh, harmonic. The solutions are any equation that's harmonic, yep. then. Yep. In it, harmonic, in has however many variables as it is. Like, right. Because when we're dealing with, uh, say, analytic functions in complex numbers, uh, when you split, because any complex function can be split into u of x plus i times v of, or u of xy plus mm-hmm. i times v of xy. And so if uh, u is, if u and v are, uh, well, if either of them are harmonic, actually. Uh, or no, if they're what, what's the other? Is they're Eulerian or because um, partial derivative with respect to u of x, u of x, u x equals v y, and u y equals negative v x. I think it's. I think if we have a harmonic function u, we can find another harmonic yeah, we function can, we v can such that u one. plus i v is an analytic function. Yeah, that that is true, and it's uh, v is the harmonic conjugate of right. u. But yeah, if something is analytic and you split it up to them, both u and v will be harmonic yep. and v will be the harmonic conjugate yep. of mm-hmm. you. So there we go. There's a Laplace. I didn't even realize that that had anything to do with differential <laughs> equations because I'm not really that smart. And so we'll go to somebody who is smarter than me uh, and have Cody continue. What, like, what sort of applications do these harmonic functions um, the, have? Uh, these harmonic functions are used... Predictively in uh, modeling waves, uh, they'll be used in uh, uh, multi-dimensional, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, multi-dimensional uh, uh, well, waves like a drum, vibrating drum head. Uh, they'll also be used in uh, diffusion as well. Oh, okay. And so, like vibrating the vibrating drum head uh, energy things. So now you're catching me a, a little out of my league here because I haven't done a vibrating drum head yet. I've only done uh, one-dimensional oh, okay. vibrations. But what, were you still dealing with energy wave across it? Or I, I'm just trying to type because I know that there have been some attempts to solve the Riemann using uh, drum head uh, random energy like diffusion or something or wave propagation on drum heads. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. That's that's outside of my. <laughs> so that uh, might be a different. Oh my! If they solve the Riemann using differential equations, I think I'm just going to quit math. Well, I think that officially makes like differential equations. I mean, they're awesome and powerful, but now they're even like more powerful. It's like, <laughs> I mean, awesome, powerful, and now badass. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to fuck with one of those guys. 
differential equations. Yeah, that was the first good thing you've said all podcast. <laughs> like you've, you've been pretty weak up to this point, but hey, then you brought on. it home. Come no, on. no, no. You I reminded talk. us all okay. with that statement why you are the one man show. Why there has been a huge clamoring in the Acme Science <laughs> general community for me to just give you your own show. Just you talking. Well, that is how I roll. So, Well, I did talk shit about your car earlier. I thought that was all right. I, yeah, but it, it wasn't up to your typical quality. I mean, you've just been... I mean, you've been like bench version of you. Uh, like, like you're you're the guy that we bring into the team after <laughs> you get hurt. You know, kind of like a shadow of yourself. Or maybe you just got back from a really, really bad ankle injury and you don't quite have the hops that you used to. You're having to shoot a lot of outside jumpers, not really being able to yeah. drive it right to the hole anymore. I'm, I'm just getting warmed up. Yeah. yeah. With little time. Good timing, about 35 minutes into the show. <laughs> 35 wow yeah yeah that's how that's how fast time flies when you're just listening to other people talk i I, I, I contribute i will okay maybe i haven't contributed any knowledge to the conversation (laughs) but i'll come up with a little joke every once in a while i mean badass differential equations i said i said that that one was up to your (laughs) former quality i'm just hoping that you can you know you know that's the level that's awesome maybe they'll stop calling them ODEs and PDEs and just BADEs. Yeah. <laughs> and he just uh-huh. kicked your ass. <laughs> BADE. Badass differential yeah. equations, motherfucker. You know, well, <laughs> but it, it was just really cool because it almost spelled bad. Yeah. But then with an E at the yeah. end of it. Bade. Yeah. <laughs> so I, are you thinking like maybe Quentin Tarantino will come out with a new movie, and, but Samuel L. Jackson's uh, thing will no longer say a badass motherfucker on it he'll say badass differential equation on his wallet <laughs> pulp fiction 2 the math oh, yeah. math fiction <laughs> or he's just walking around as a differential equation <laughs> kicking ass no yeah. he just he just walks around with a whiteboard everywhere <laughs> whiteboard and a marker or maybe maybe the uh is the the beautiful mind clear board and he has it like strapped to his tra- strapped to his waist in a little holder kind of like you know how uh, music gets held for like marching band players mm-hmm. off their way yeah, yeah. yeah. just while he's around, he just like writes on it while he's walking around solving differential equations <laughs> everywhere he goes whenever he needs to kill somebody he just like writes down the right trajectory equation and a bullet just <laughs> like oh, a just bullet shoots com- out of yeah, somewhere sh- shoots, <laughs> shoots out like something on his body because this it's it's obviously computer is is grabbing grabbing everything he's writing on it's kind of like a tablet. <laughs> and so, uh-huh. so it's it's feeding it in. And it's feeding this actual trajectory, and and the computer has a has a bullet <laughs> shooting thing attached. You know, some some like computerized gun somewhere on his body, and it pops up. It reads exactly what he needs it to do, and it just yeah. fires out. That that'd be freaking perfect. You know, that would really yeah. have helped the stormtroopers, and they could not <laughs> hit anything. <laughs> What is with that? Why can they not hit anything? Because they don't Please. understand uh, wave propagation in uh, three-dimensional space. <laughs> they needed to study the Laplace transformation a lot more. Well, or not may- Laplace transformation, Laplace equation. Yeah. Or maybe their training was so horrible that they realized they'd hit more if their lasers took random tra- trajectories <laughs> out, of the, out of the guns. Yeah. You know, actually... Uh, random <laughs> random gun trajectory uh, would have hit more. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there I, were, what, an infinite amount of them? So, which means <laughs> if they shot randomly, yeah, they yeah, would it's shoot like, everywhere. Instead, you know, right? I think that we just came up with a new, uh, a new 
a, you know, thought experiment, you know, kind of like the infinite monkey theorem, but it's the <laughs> infinite stormtrooper theorem. <laughs> and that's with an infinite number of stormtroopers firing an infinite number of guns in a random manner, <laughs> you will eventually hit everything, right? Luke will eventually die, right? <laughs> that, that is true. So that so. obviously proves that the stormtroopers were trying either to hit them and they're really bad. Right. Or they had a soft spot for uh, a guy who's really sexually attracted to his sister and just got a kiss on the cheek. Well, or maybe when they were looking at Princess Leia, they saw those things on the side of their head and got hungry. <laughs> I think it's I think it's cinnamon buns. And I don't I don't know if they had cinnamon buns in the Star Wars universe, Star Wars galaxy. Well, I mean, I would imagine that. I bet they didn't have Cinnabon. Well, you know that. You know, if there would have been Cinnabon, I doubt that Palpatine would have been so pissed off. Give give him an orange Julius and a Cinnabon, two staples of the United States of of America mall <laughs> franchises and maybe Canada too I don't know Canadians who listen to this please let me know I'd love to know whether or not you guys have Orange Julius and Cinnabons in your malls and also anyone over in Europe hey Henrik from, from Sweden tell me you guys <laughs> do you guys have Cinnabon and uh, Orange Julius in uh, the Milky Way galaxy in uh, you know and you know close to Andromeda in reality uh, <laughs> if he would have had those things from from us, I don't know if he would have if he would have been so pissed off and want to kill all aliens, all Jedi, and uh, have a human run dictatorship of the galaxy. Well, I think you know, I think one large orange Julius probably would have solved all of his problems. Well, uh, I, I think the, it was the opposite. The fact that he didn't have it is what did piss him off. Well, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying if he did yeah. have it, he wouldn't have done it. I mean, that's the only yeah. thing keeping me from conquering the world galaxy. It's oh, yeah. it's just I mean the oh, yeah. Orange Julius they're just so good. Yeah. I every time I think you know I'm gonna go That's... I'm gonna go conquer the galaxy. I'm you know I'm really truth be told I'm like one or two steps from actually having it completed <laughs> right now. I mean it's it's really it would not take me much. I got to hit like three computer strokes and then punch <laughs> one button down and and it, and it's all over. I I am in control. Uh, but but whenever I almost do that I'm like you know what I actually prefer to ruling over this entire galaxy. I just really want an orange Julius. Yeah, yeah, and, that and, a, and, a, and a, a bunch of the little cinnamon buns, not not oh, the big the ones. Mini, yeah, the mini cinnamon oh, yeah. buns. Yeah. Well, that's because I think the ratio of cream to bun is oh, yeah. Because I really uh-huh. actually want yeah. I, if if they would just mix that cream in with like with cinnamon and sugar, like even a little bit more sugar, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then put like some powdered sugar on top of that mixture. That would all oh, I'd yeah. really want. I don't need that though. I just need yeah. the I need the cream icing mm-hmm. and the cinnamon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really yeah. need anything else. Oh, you know what else would would have probably helped a super pretzel? Uh, no, no, yeah. not a super pretzel. An Aunt Annie's pretzel. I have not had one of those. Please do not kill me. I've only had I'm the samples that they hand out for oh. free. But yeah, like you just seem like I don't want to conquer the galaxy anymore. All I want to do is go home, solve some differential equations, uh, particularly uh, trajectory ones that cause my computer to shoot people. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's let's be fair. If you want to take over the galaxy, you're still probably going to kill a few people every day. I mean, it's 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 just going to happen. But you're going to do it in a much more scientific and mathematical way after you've had your your aunt Andy pretzel. They even have pepperoni pretzels. Oh, freaking brilliant! Yeah, just pepperoni oh, yeah. on the pretzel. Get some of that fake liquid cheese to dip it into. Oh, man. 
oh, it's just just heaven. Well, where is one around? I think there's I, probably I'm, I'm one in Boulevard. I, I've never been to the Boulevard. There's one at the Galleria. Oh, okay. A pepperoni pretzel. Yeah, I, mean, I, I had it in uh, when I was in Dulles uh, at the Dulles Airport a couple of months nice. ago. Picked one up from there. And an Icy. Man, yeah. you know what? I just really want to go to a mall and waste like $40 on crappy food court uh, food right you now. You said it. I just have to say this right now. Icy's are way better than Slurpees. Oh, yeah, of I course. Just... Icy. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's that, a brand yeah. name thing. But damn, do they have that mixture? You know what would be really interesting is to, is to actually use the Navier-Stokes equations to model the viscosity <laughs> of the Icy in comparison with the less good iced fake flavor drinks. Because let's be fair, none of those favors are actually real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the blue icy, and yeah, blue oh, yeah. is a flavor. It's just one of the greatest things on the planet. And it's because they have that texture, right? That, yep, that yep. viscosity is yes. just perfect for yep. it. It's fluffy, but still moist. And, yep. Yeah, and not wet at the bottom. Yeah. Why, yeah. If, if why you, are if you, you wet drink at the bottom it fast smokies. enough? I mean, because oh, yeah. if you get a large, it's going to be a little bit wet in the bottom in the okay, end. Because yeah. you just can't get it all down fast. Oh, enough. yeah. But, you like know. that one I bought after we went hiking. Oh, yes. Yeah, the no, hell with the brain enormous. freeze. Just down it immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 48 yes. ounces of icy. <laughs> red flavor, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Blue they didn't have blue. Flavor. I don't think they had blue. No, there. you asked for blue. And yeah, they had no blue Yeah, flavor. yeah, they had no blue. Yeah, well, whenever I go, the blue is always like melted. Because like the red is good and then the blue is all Yeah, well, that's because everybody uses it. I mean, we could, we could model that too. I mean, you, you put a bunch <laughs> of people... I mean, we could model the population decline of the good icy inside the blue. Uh, because you put a huge group of people in front of a perfectly good red icy and blue icy machine. I can almost guarantee that blue icy runs out faster. And then it'd be like a predator-prey system because as the blue yeah, goes down, the red's going like to start going down more. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. start using half and half and you know, start I, trying to lower it. Yeah. I think we just found your thesis. Dude, Latka yeah. Volterra modeling. <laughs> Slurpee theory. No. I see. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know what the worst <laughs> ones are? Slush puppies. These things are horrible. It's been so long. Because, I mean, it's huge chunks of ice. You can't even use a straw yeah. on them. And you see, it's like, it's, like getting, it's like getting a snow cone in that you use the straw and you're left with a, a, a container completely full of ice and all you've been drinking is the syrup. Oh, yeah. Uh, no good. Yeah, actually, slush puppies are the first fractals that I noticed. Because <laughs> it, it's yeah, the cup. Has a picture of a slush puppy holding a cup, oh, oh, which yeah. has a picture of the slush puppy holding <laughs> a cup. Yeah, I was, I've, I've always been obsessed with that, like just in mirrors. I always like try to fold, mm-hmm. if you have mirrors oh, that yes. like bend. I always try to do it so I'm fractalized. <laughs> <laughs> like there's oh, yeah. an infinite number of me waving at myself. Oh, where you open the medicine cabinet and then exactly. stare at yep. it going in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so do you, th- do you think that we would actually be able to do it? Let's, let's actually try to see if we can learn enough about partial differential equations to figure out how to model like the viscosities of the different ones and figure out the exact parts of each one that we like. So, Because, I mean, there are parts of Slurpees that I do find a little bit better than Icy. I mean, Icy in and of itself is by far the best whole product on the market right now. But think if we could take, say, because I think usually Slurpees tend to have slightly stronger and more distinct flavors. Mm-hmm. It's something that... that Ices tend to lack a lot of the time, but think if we could somehow like model all the different parts of it and get pull in all the best things and then come out with a killer frozen drink product to rule them all to with differential equations. The galaxy, yeah. I yes. mean, think about it. we could do it using differential equations. We could be the yeah. first math-based Slurpee franchise. What would we call them? 
I don't know. Uh, let's see. Diffy Q's. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> Except we would uh, come up to possibly some infringement from Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> you Didn't know, even their DQ, that, yeah. you know, and uh, the, the, the bar. What's the name of that bar? Um... I think it starts with a D, but I think it has a Q at the end. So, I and mean, maybe, but there has to be something yeah. else. Uh, I because mean, I remember I like we, the, we were like gonna we were gonna open up. Uh, combination permutation does have a history of uh, of opening up food. I mean, if you go all the way back, I mean, you since you listen to our podcast probably probably remember Tori Donuts. That was gonna be really big. Mm. We were gonna <laughs> we were gonna take over the donut franchise in Portland. We were gonna <laughs> completely stomp over Voodoo Donuts. Because we properly understood the topology of a donut. Right. We we're we we're oh, going to yeah. be able to do a lot more interesting things <laughs> with the tori. No, it was Tasty Tori. That was the name tori, of it. Yeah. Tasty Tori. So we really do have to come up with a killer name for this one. Maybe we could open it up. Maybe open up like even a 7-Eleven shop that has Tasty Tori donuts in it. At the same time as... Uh, it's got to be a good name. Laplaces? That's just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of any other big names in differential equation. Well, there's one that we haven't yeah. actually talked about yet, and that would be uh, Fourier. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, Fourier transform is an operation that transforms one complex valued function of a real variable into another. And I believe that they, they use these in that they take one ridiculously hard thing, transform it into an easier one, and solve the easier one. Yeah, generally, that's, um, uh, that's they'll take, well, they'll take a, a partial differential equation that you'll have no idea what to do with, do a Fourier transform, uh, do a bunch of algebra, and then you end up with a ordinary, sometimes an ordinary differential equation, or just a... Sometimes a more simple... Yeah, just generally a, a simpler equation, and then your only task is taking the inverse Fourier transform, which is not too difficult. It's it's worth it's worth it's worth it. I think when they're all said and done. <coughs> oh, let's see. I mean, there. Let's see. Notable differential equations. This is a list that I just found on on Wikipedia. We have Newton's second law, Hamilton's equations, radioactive decay, Newton's law of cooling. Mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily um, want to use Newton's name in here, but the law of cooling might be a good name for the store. Law maybe, of maybe not for the for the slushy type product itself, but like the law the law of cooling and tasty Torah I can open up right next to one another. Nice. Uh, there's a wave equation, Maxwell's equation, heat equation, and so there, are there any specific names for any of the heat equations? Um. No, usually they'll say, oh, it's a heat equation with a convection term, okay. So, but they're all fall under heat equation. Okay, Laplace, which we already talked about, Poisson, I just really love saying his name, but nobody would pronounce it correctly. Einstein's field equation, Schrodinger, which we talked about. The geodesic equation, I don't know what that is, but that sounds pretty fun. Uh, Navier-Stokes, Laca Volterra, uh, Black Scholes, Cauchy-Riemann, that's, that's the... Uh, the analytic thing. Yep. That's the way of testing for analytics, is testing if they're... Uh, they satisfy the Cauchy-Riemann yeah. equations. Yeah. Uh, Poisson-Boltzmann, shallow water equations. That one sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, but we still, we just need a name and the universal differential equation. I mean, we could just call it like the most awesome slushy ever like that's just the name of the drink. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to go get? The most awesome slushy ever? Really? Is it that good? 
You know, it's actually kind of middling. That's the same. <laughs> Get a lot of free publicity as people talk about. Like, yep. man, the most Aussie slushy ever, slushy ever is actually pretty good. See, now I thought I, I thought that violated some sort of sales credo to say that oh, this is the most awesome or the best or oh, I'm sure it is. But the most awesome, since awesome is completely subjective and uh-huh. and there's no uh-huh. metric for awesomeness other than, of course, whatever I say it is. Um, <laughs> Of course. Yeah, well, I, I think you were here. And no, I'm not going to bring that up. I brought that up last episode. Uh, and, and so that one you might get away with. You can't claim it's like the coldest unless it actually is. Right. <laughs> but I, I'd be like, yes, we tested it. Amongst combinations and permutations listeners, they did rank this the most awesome slushy ever. I, st- <laughs> I still really think that maybe... Diffy Q's, how about Diffy Freeze? That works. Diffy Freeze? That works. Yeah. It's just good to have the the diffy in there. Yes, yeah. that, that makes it. Yeah, makes because it I mean it's differential equations, yeah. and it also sounds kind of tasty. Yeah, diffy freeze. Yeah. So so we sold on that, guys. I think so I we're going to open up um, a diff. I'll, I'll sign right okay. now. Okay, so let's let's all sign. Uh, let's, let's all grab. Okay, I'll sign first. Okay, Cody. All right. I'm actually kind of having second thoughts. Come on. Um, let, let me get back put to you. Put your name down. Let me get back no, to you. No, you already I'm, said I'm you signed. Nervous. You have a verbal I'm contract. Little, you might as, well, might as well put your name down. I'm not asking for any seat I money I feel yet. really uncomfortable right now. There's, Can there's, we please? there's no money yet. It's just, just that you're going to help us with a, uh, finding some of the solutions. Right. I will sign half of my name, and I will um, get back to oh, you. Oh, too late. That's good. <laughs> half the name is fine. Uh, okay, and so for the founding members of Diffie Freeze, Juan Mariscal... Cody Palmer and me, it's your just, host, it's just Juan right now, and your CEO, Samuel Hansen. Thank you for listening. Well, that is it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. As always, you can go to the blog at acmescience.com and find some links to the things that we discussed in today's podcast. You can also let me know what you thought of this episode as well as anything else that we have ever done by emailing me personally at samuel at acmescience.com. All the music on this podcast is from SP12. You can find them at opsounds.org. Really, go there. Awesome stuff. And finally, this podcast, as they always are, has been licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. So please, go do a fan edit of us. Grab your favorite parts. Or, you know, just redistribute for free. You don't really care. As long as you like it, as long as you listen to it, as long as you tell other people about it, we're happy. Thanks for listening.